What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the New York Minute. I'm your host, Burton, and today we're talking post-midwinter 2021. I'm sitting here with back-to-back midwinter champ, Robert Smallwood. Say what's up for the people, man. What's going on, peeps? Woo! We got him. We got him with Red Skull. Hail Hydra. So we're going to talk about the format itself. We're going to talk about the decks we picked for the event. We're going to talk about how our day went, our Swiss and Robert Smallwood's top eight. Then we're going to talk about the format itself, if what we liked, what we didn't like. Then we're going to get out of here. So the format itself was bench warmers, in case you aren't aware. And the teams legal for it were Xenomorphs, Whaling Utani Company, Supervillains, Shield, Prey, Monsters, Leviathans, Inhumans, Hydra, Champions, and neutral cards, so death and trash were legal, and you couldn't put anything else in your deck, and you had to replace cards with with updated eroded cards. So, what did you think about the format before we get into our decks? It was Just fun. Real I, quick, I yeah. will real quick. I will say that the. The power disparity between like the top end and the bottom end, like you could honestly just play almost whatever you wanted, almost with yeah. the builds. And I felt like it was actually like the design and the goal was to make everything kind of playable and lower power level stuff. I think it worked out, honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was it it was purposefully powered down. It felt very very watered down, and I feel like part of that was Carlos wanted it to be inviting to new players. We saw a lot of people that don't normally play in tournament. They signed up for this and they played. They played some good decks out there. Um, what did you think about the field real quick before we get into our decks? Because there was a lot of Harrigan, but there were also some outliers like Viv Vision, right? There were a couple Red Skulls. Yeah, I kind of expect. I didn't expect the Harrigan to be the most played dude. I thought there'd be more death. It felt mm-hmm. like the best deck when we were testing, but she was answerable. Yeah. Obviously, that was a nod because they were all playing like the shit happens version. So that yeah. was pretty cool. I'm surprised no Levy Mom, but other than that, like it was kind of what we expected, right? I expected at least one Levy Mom. She had the most health aside from death. And her kit her kit was actually able to hang in this in this field. Yeah. Uh for me, the format itself, like, yeah, it, it was it was fun. Honestly, like there wasn't a ton of like unplayable stuff because again, the format was very powered down. So if you made a comprehensible sixty, you actually could hang based on power level of the cards and and, and player skill. Uh, let's talk about our decks real quick. We're moving right along. How did you land on Red Skull, and what was your thought process about that going into this thing? I, honestly, it's um, I, w- I took a little page out of your book. You know, I was like, I want to play this guy. It wasn't because he's great that I picked him. I just played him because I wanted to play him. Mm-hmm. And then when we were testing, it's like, oh, well, this guy can actually hang because with the lack of Iron Fist, Charlie, Cable type of effects, like being a tent end was basically like being immune to a wound for a little bit. Yeah. Against most mains that weren't Goom uh, or Black <laughs> Bolt, you know? So it was, yeah. it just like could hang by coincidence. But I just really wanted to play this guy and I actually had a lot of fun. I don't get to usually play what I want. So that was great. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Red Skull's one of, one of my favorites. Mental Calc, such a brutal keyword. And we've seen it on only two main characters now, uh, Emma Frost at level two on the resistance side and Red Skull at level one. That ability is so brutal. Sculpting what you draw is so strong. Uh, For me, I had just came off of what was Viv Vision and BPLP6, and like in between her just gives her so much game. When you go one, one and a half, and like a two 
or like another one and like you level up and you're all of a sudden you have fallback and baby Avengers and you're not taking wounds down low. Uh, there like a couple of games yet or the other day where like my opponent actually couldn't get me to three for like four or five turns. So like just having that, that, that ability to grind people out and then reboot was really appealing to me. And she did look good in PPLP six. So I was like, eh, let's just run it back and see what happens. Uh, so yeah, that was really cool. Let's talk about our day. How did Swiss go for you? Ooh, the Harrigan Fest. The Harrigan so, Fest. So right? yeah, my first four rounds were all Harrigan. Mm-hmm. It was just the Harrigan, the Harrigan onslaught. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna call Red Skull the Harrigan murderer, dude. I mean, that's <laughs> what he did. Uh, my record that day versus Harrigan was something ridiculous, like four, six, eight, like six, eight and eight and eight oh or something. Like yeah, I played four games of it in top eight. Right, Ben what and Mitch. Like the most, what was like the most decisive card? Because I feel like it's strength above. Like he actually could not get XP, and like he was just crashing in and not getting his, his yeah. XP. Yeah, the ultimate cop out is just to be like two drop cube, but like it is strength above all else. Uh, that card is it's so funny because that card like in most of time isn't playable at all. You know, in mm-hmm. this format, I was like, this card's a bomb. This mm-hmm. is such a good card. I really want this to make the deck, and we started it at two and up to three, and I'm like, you know what? Just give me the suite of four, and it was the best card all day. Because, like, when we were testing, right, like, you would be a 10-10 for, like, most of the game. Like, it took exactly Levy Beast or more Loon to daze that first cube off, and then by then you've got the backup cube. But, like, if you take the aggro approach, I'm just going to team attack. I'm going to send everybody. And, like, you go, oh, strength above. Like, it, it just blows out the opponent. They get a wound. They lose their best guy. And, like, you just untap with your cube again. Seems so brutal. Also, Strucker. Strucker was probably MVP of the format. That guy solved so many issues, man. Yeah. I basically, like, didn't need to play Flint. Didn't have to worry about Gorgon. Yeah. Because I knew that a 16-gun team attack was just going to solve all my problems. It got most it, things, yeah. I, I basically, like... The games where Harrigan didn't get run over every turn were the games I didn't draw Strucker and I had to wait till seven or eight. Yeah. Uh, because that's just how the format is. There's lack of big dude answers in the middle of the game. That's awesome, man. We got yeah. Red Skull with W. Uh for me, my day went half and half. Like the games, the games that I was actually present in, like I was able to win them. Like I was able to grind out my opponent, mind gem them and everything. But like rounds one, three, and, and my final round were I just got hit with these unbelievably bad draws. It's just bad luck, man. And it is what it is. It happens. But, like, the whole time I was taking these L's, I'm sitting there. I'm like, if I was drawing like this and testing, I would not have played Viv. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. It's true. I yeah. saw from, like, across the room, I walk over. It was one of your unstreamed games. And it was like, Show Hulk had, like, 15, 20 counters on it. You had a mind gem rolling with Show Hulk geniusing. And it was just yeah. like, all right, this game is just completely over. <laughs> yeah. Uh I had, generally speaking, I had a good day. I played against three Harrigans. Uh, my favorite round, and I, I made sure to put a little star on my notes here, was against David Robbins. Shout out to David Robbins. He probably had the coolest deck, and decks like that deserve to be, they deserve to be talked about in some way. He was on Zola. You heard about this. He's doing, yeah. like, Onslaught and, like, <laughs> only equipment, so, like, he's going to get a Foom, or he's going to get a better Foom, right? Because... Mm-hmm. It's going to be 14, 14, 2 plus whatever you get from the opponent. Uh, yeah. And that was that was really, really strong. Um, he, in our game, he didn't draw it at all. And I feel like after the second gem, if he had untapped and played Onslaught, he would have gotten a, a foom and something else from me. Could have changed the tide. I would have had the like, Wakanda Serpent Crown. But 
Really, really cool stuff. It's good to see decks like that. Shout out to Dave Robbins again. Uh, yeah, so that was my day 3-3. I ended up not making, like, 14th place or something. But it's fine. I'll get the next one. Uh, finally, we're on the format itself. So what are some goods and what are some bads that you saw in the tournament? Well, the goods are that, like, you could kind of dig and play through most of the MC pool, you know, mm-hmm. but the bads, like, some of the card quality and some of the supports were just, like, yeah, I mean, we're forced to play these teams, but you're still not going to play bad cards, you know? Right. just felt like most people were playing the same guys at most turns, which happens in smaller card pools. That's how Marvel Battles was back in the day. And yeah. Everyone was on more Loon Foam, and at least we thought they would be Dylan, and, like, I thought I'd see a little more Magneto Six Drop. He didn't see Hawkeye saw a ton of play. Yeah. The aggressive decks were there, like Arrogance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that. a little similar, but it was it was actually cool. I actually really did like it. All right. Uh, for me, the format being good was uh, people had game. People definitely had game, and people that don't generally go to tournament, I did find that they were. It seemed like they were like more so. It was more. I don't want to say casual, but I want to say more relaxed. Like it wasn't like a oh this is Gen Con like oh you got to bring it you got to bring the best you can and you got to do the be- very best you can. It was like no, it's like. Everybody's hanging out for the day. Everybody's playing this game that they love. And I feel like a lot of people took into that and, and had a good time. Uh, for the cards themselves, like, I actually was able to play whatever I wanted. And I feel like we, we produced cohesive 62s. Uh, bad for the format or bad for the tournament? Did you see anything that was like, ah, oh, that probably shouldn't be happening? Uh, I mean, there's some stuff, we'll, we, you know, we won't get into. It's going to get touched on later. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, like, no, I, a, all, all in all, like to, the double stream was cool. There's yeah. a lot of coverage going on. You could see multiple different games. Like it was just it was a pretty good time. I don't think I have anything negative to even say the one day thing. I was super skeptical that would work. I'm like, yeah. man, are people really going to be able to glue themselves for 10 hours? Yeah. Or you have connection issues like but it actually did. And, you know, props to all the guys who like organized and did the commentary because they sat at their computer for 10 straight hours yeah. and, and, and solving our problems. So I actually hope the one day events become the new trend. If we're going to keep doing online stuff, because I actually enjoyed that a lot more, nothing against QC cups layout because that keeps us engaged for 12 weeks of content, which is also great. It's a whole win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say bad for the format or the tournament itself, but just something to keep in mind is like for the stream. So for Carlos and, and Ralph Cole's stream, uh, there was a point at which, like, if three people had raised their hand, like, hey, Judge, we need help, or if, like, four people had raised their hand, like, Ralph Cole, Carlos, and Peter would have had to abandon ship and go and help them, and, like, the stream w- would be left abandoned, you know? So, like, in the future, I just want to suggest if Carlos ever hears this, like, I guess just get more people. Like, eight, honestly, eight to ten doesn't even sound unreasonable. Just people on standby, like, hey, we don't want to lose the stream. We don't want to lose activity on the stream. Can you guys go and help those players? Uh, there were right. 20 tables or so, right? So Yeah, or outsource the stream. Like, yeah, or They both the did a great job, but imagine yeah. if they put their heads together. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, John did a bunch of pre-work, and they were trying to run an event while streaming, and you could tell it was taxing them, but they all did a great job. Yeah. They all team up and Superman it. I mean, we don't want to see 10 people not playing the event. Like, our number's already – there's a lot of people that didn't play that we all know. You know, there's yeah. a lot of known people that didn't really kind of pop off. So our numbers could be so much better. We got to get, we got to get everybody engaged, man. We got to mm-hmm. get all the all the bodies in there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's it for post midwinter 2021. Again, it was a great time. Shout out to Carlos, Team Attack, uh, anybody who was involved with 
the midwinter 2021 stream. Shout out to John. That content is actually nutso. And he really he really put that together in like two days. So go check out the archive if you can. I'll try and get his Twitch stream in the description of today's podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, Small, would you have anything else for me before I announce what the next couple episodes are going to be? Yeah, just uh, real quick. If you guys think Red Skull is the best deck, like don't don't kid yourself, guys. He's great, but it really helped that the whole field was Harrigan, and I played him all day. Because in <laughs> testing, Death was actually like a horrible matchup for me, but I was too stubborn. I'm like, no, I want to play what I want to play, and I'll steal yeah. the Death games if I have to. So I got to play what I wanted, and I just like looked at them like, man, it's a lot of Harrigans, and I actually played most of them. So it was uh it was just fortunate. And when you win an event or you do an event, you got to get lucky, dude. It's not just about Mm-hmm. playing well like if your matchups suck like caleb played goom goom was actually really good in testing but against harrigan it was not that great and there mm-hmm. was a pair so just yeah just keep plugging everybody like it's just, he always gets better yeah i will say like looking at harrigan like it, it seemed to me that like between uh shit happens and the minigun like it was clear and above like hey we have to just get death out of here just don't lose to her uh and i thought that was pretty interesting that they took that approach um but yeah, Her- Harrigan, Harrigan being up there in numbers makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. So, it's solid. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, join us next time because over the next couple of days, I'm gonna be talking about the colors: humanity, which is Earth, and alien, which is space. Uh, I love space, and I know a couple people out there. Shout out to Tim <laughs> that love Earth and think that that's the most broken color in the game. So we're gonna talk <laughs> about them because I would like to put space in all of my decks. And I'm sure that Earth can go in, in most decks and it's not making it. So we're going to try and get them in there. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Then real quick after that is we're going to be talking about open deck lists with John Phillips from the Builder Club. Best team in the galaxy. Uh, in the meantime, I'm your host, Burrish, and I was joined today by Small. Hail Hydra. For coming out, man. Yeah, Hail Hydra. Peace. <laughs>